The third sicha to Parshas Matas and Lakut Sicha's Chilik Yudches is a Rashi sicha. It's quite the unusual Rashi sicha. First of all, it's unusual in the very fact that it was said. See, the sicha comes from the Fabring of Shabbos Parshas Matas Masay, Tavshin Chofhei. The Rebbe's mother, Rebbe Tzanchana, passed away on Vav Tishrei, Tavshin Chofhei. And Le'ilu Nishmasa, the Rebbe held a Fabringin that year every Shabbos. Highly unusual. Till then, it was only Shabbos Mevarchim. Afterwards, the Rebbe also discontinued it to later on in the Mems. But that year, every Shabbos, the Rebbe Fabringed. At those Fabringins, the Rebbe introduced the concept of Rashi Sichas, really a whole new way of learning Rashi Ala Torah. And that year, the Rebbe explained on every Shabbos the first Rashi and the last Rashi of every Parsha. Now, Tavshin Chafhei was an Ibriyar, and typically in the Ibriyar, there's no double Parshas. So essentially, we were getting every week two Biurim in the Rashi of that Parsha, the beginning and the end. Came Shabbos Parshas Matis Masse, it was the first time there was a double Parsha. So the Rebbe spoke a beer in the first Rashi of Parshas Matis. And then the Rebbe said, Karagil, we speak a Rashi in the beginning and end of every Parsha. And we do it for a reason. We want to have, first of all, Biurim and Rashi on all Chamisha Chum And we choose the beginning and the end because then you have the whole thing. It, 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 the beginning and the end encompasses the whole Parsha. So what are we going to do over here? We have two parshas this week. So the Rebbe said the Pshat is not that uh, it becomes one parsha. It stays two parshas. It's only that mitzad ezetam haniglala kodesh baruch for a reason that's revealed only to the Ebeshter. The Ebeshter wanted that this Shabbos we should read these two parshas together. But it still stays two parshas. And the Rebbe brought a bunch of rayas that it's still considered two parshas. First of all, the Rebbe said next year we're going to read it separately. Now, that's the Lashon and the Hanachan next year. Um, it's a mistake because Tavshin Chavav Matas Maseh were also together so maybe the Rebbe meant in future years there are going to be years when we read it separate and also in past years the Rebbe said sometimes separate sometimes together so obviously it's two separate parshas Alamai that in certain years the mitzvah of Kirsa is to read these two parshas together but the Torah it never changes it's always two separate parshas also the Zayar says there's an union of Gans Dorim Deir 53 parshas that's only true if Matas and Maseh are separate and also the etzem name, Parshas Mechubarim. Connected Parshas, Chibur means you're taking two separate things and you're putting them together. So the two Parshas are two separate things. Therefore, the Rebbe said, we're going to speak a Rashi both in the beginning and the end of Matis and the beginning and the end of Masay. I believe that's the most Rashi Sichas in one Shabbos. Four Rashi Sichas. Um, and that's the Sichas that we have here, the end of Parshas Matis, Vayikra Lo Neivach. Stam to point out, in Tavshin Memches, after the Rebbe passed away, the Rebbe, it's not clear exactly when, but sometime after Pesach, also when it came to the Rashi Sichas, focused on the beginning, not on the end, but the first Rashi in every Parsha. And that year was not an Ibra year, there were more double Parshas, and you can notice in the Hanachas that in Tazriya Mitzayra, Bahar Bechul Kaysai, Matis Masay, the Rebbe only spoke the first Rashi, the first Rashi of both Parshas. In other words, not two sikhs, only one sikhan. The first Rashi in Tazriya, the first Rashi in Akhre, in, in uh, Bahar, and the first Rashi in Matis. Only on Akhre Kedeshim, the Rebbe spoke on both first Rashis. The first Rashi of Akhre and the first Rashi on Kedeshim. But uh, I guess you could say that year was more of an Indian of the beginning. So it's not so much having the beginning and the end. So when it comes to the beginning, you only have to speak the beginning of the first of the two. But anyway, in Tavshin Chafei, the Rebbe spoke the beginning and end of every Parsha. And so we have the, the beer Rashi in the end of Parsha's Matis.
So that's the unusualness in the very fact that the Sikhul Bichlal was said. Then you have the style of the Sikha, somewhat unusual. Of course, we're dealing with the Rashi at the end of Parshas Matis. The Chumash over there talks about the Yidin conquering the, um, or some of the cities in Evra Yarden. Ruven, God, Chatishevet, Marasha, they were given permission to remain behind. Alternatively, they would come fight the wars. And um, the Torah tells us that some of the Shvatim went to conquer some of their cities. In the last two psukim, it says, V'yoyer ben Menashe halach, v'yilke deschaviseyem. Yoyer ben Menashe conquered some of the um, villages in the area of Gilad. And he called them chavis yoyer. V'noyvach halach, v'yilke deschknos v'esbeneseyem. Noyvach went and he conquered Knos, name of a city, and its suburbs. V'yikir Allah, noyvach bishmoy. And he called it, apparently referring to Knos, he called Knos noyvach. So Rashi copies down the words and he says, he, he observes, the word law doesn't have the dot making the hey be pronounced. Typically, in Hebrew grammar, when you're speaking about it, or in it, law, or ba, so you add a dot in the hey to pronounce it. Here, there's no dot in the word law. So Rashi observes where it's missing the ma'apike. So Rashi says, I saw in the medrash, of Rav Meshach Darshan, that he explains a reason for this. That because the name didn't last, this new name of Neivach didn't last, uh, therefore it's weak. The word Rafa is the opposite of Dagush in grammar. It's, not, it's missing the dot. Which therefore implies that it's supposed to be expounded as if it says not. By the way, in Arda 2 of the Sikha, the Rebbe's Metzayim to the Rashash, on the Medrash, who explains the Raya. How do we know that Leniskayim Lashem Zet? So he brings a Pasuk in Divrei Ayamim, Divrei Ayamim Aleph in Perik Beis. You have uh, a description of this, the cities that were taken in the end of Parshas Matis, Chavais Yoyer, and Knos Vez The Pasuk says, it talks about Yoyer. He had all these cities. And then, Vayikach Geshur Va'aram, Geshur and Aram came back and took away Es Chavos Yoyer Me'itam. They took away Chavos Yoyer, Es Knos Ve'es Benoisel. And they took away Knos and its suburbs. So the Rashash says, notice, Chavos Yoyer are still referred to by their new name. They weren't always called Chavos Yoyer. They were called Chavos Yoyer after Yoyer conquered them. That name stuck. But when it talks about the capturing of Knos Ve'es Benoisel, it uses the old name. It doesn't say Es Noivach Ve'es Benoisel. It says, Knos Vesbenesah. So clearly, the, the, the name Neivach never stuck. It was there, but Le Niskayim. So Akoponim, that's, uh, that's the Rashash that I've refers to in order to. So Rashi is saying that because of that, the Pasuk doesn't have the Mapike in the word law. And Rashi finishes off with Tmahani. Yeah, I wonder what Rabbi Meish Hadashim will say when it comes to the other two times we find in Tanakh the word law without a Mapike, as the Rebbe explains Baruch in the Sicha. What I find unusual is that the Rebbe never explains in the Sicha what's bothering Rashi. It's almost taken for granted that that's the question of Rashi. The question which Rashi writes is his question. How come law is not with a mapike? In the Bilti Muga, it's certainly that way. The Rebbe makes that clear. That's what was bothering Rashi. And the Rebbe even points to the fact that it's the only time in Chumash that it's like that, that this grammatical rule is not followed. Sounds like that itself is an issue in uh, Pshutah Shal Mikra. 
I just want to point out that it, it doesn't fit with the Kol Yadashi that the Rebbe taught us over the years. First of all, um, one of the Kolim is that Rashi never says his question. If Rashi does say a question, it's not his main question. In the, in the Machzer of PLS, we actually had this a couple of times. In Chilik Yud, we had the Sikha about Timnas. Oile Timnasa, Rashi says, Bishim Sheno Eimer Yeide Timnasa. Rashi brings up the stira, and the Rebbe explains in that sikh and Chalikyud Baruch that that wasn't Rashi's question, the stira. Rashi was bothered by something else. And he just brings it up to answer that question. We also had in Chalik Tazvav, so Rashi brings Nakud al Ayoy. Then Taylor, there's Nakudas on the words Ayoy. By the way, the Rebbe in this sikh, in Ara 24, connects the two the lack of the hay, the weakness of lack of the hay, and, and the Nakudas. They're also in Yon of Shvachkeit. The Rebbe actually connects the Sichas. And uh, in, that, in Chilak Tezvav, the Rebbe says clearly that that's not what was bothering Rashi. The Nikud, the, the Nikud wasn't bothering Rashi. It was something else. And Rashi brings up the Nikud to help. And yet here, um, it's taken by Pashtas, the Rebbe doesn't explain otherwise, that, uh, that the question is Taka on the, on the missing Mapike. Another problem with the Kholi Rashi is that if that, was the, if that was the whole issue of Rashi, then Rashi should have just copied down the word law. Now, the Baramaschal Rebbe was incredibly makbedan. Why does Rashi say Vayikra? Why does he say Noivach? Law should be it. Because law is what he's commenting on. Even though that you can say that maybe the Rebbe was, you know, being Meramist later on in the Sikha, that it was Vayikra law, that it was actual calling. But Akoponim just wanted to point that out. So, Nakudullah Machshava, that over here it comes out that Rashi's stated question is actually his question. The thrust of the Sikha is essentially to explain why Rashi believes that the drushas that we find in Chazal on the other two laws don't fit Pshat. Right? Because Rashi says, Utmahani, I wonder what's Rabbi Shadashan going to say on the other two laws. So the Rebbe spends the whole first part of the Sikha asking, What do you mean? We have clear uh, drushas. There's clear dashes in, 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 in Medrash. It's the, it's the Ramban's kasha. So the Rebbe explains that, of course, we know that there's drashes. Elamai, those drashes are not Eizgalat and Al-Darachapshat. So Rashi is saying, Utmahani, Rashi wondered sich. He's not asking a question koshali. He's just wondering, what kind of a pshat would a Mesha Darshan come up with uh, on the other two laws? Will it be something closer to drash or something closer to pshat? Now, it's time to point out again, it's easy to miss this part at the end of Siv Beis, but the Rebbe explains why that's Negea. Why is it Negea for Rashi to, to tell us that he, that, that he doesn't know what Rav Meish is going to say? Who cares what he'll say? You're, you're explaining this Pasuk over here. You have a reason why it says, that finished. Who cares that there's other Pesukim and why do we have to know what Rav Meish will say in those Pesukim? So in the end of Siv Beis, the Rebbe says, when he touches Ace Rashi's Tmiya, he says, are they going to be drushes that are close to Pshutish Mikra? Ubemela, and here's the key words. Ubemela, Motsosiloi Chaver, Sundrashev on Zerpasuk. And Bemela, I found a friend to the drash that we're making on our Pasuk. Other the drushes should be Madrash Vishas Vichayetzabazah. Or is he going to bring down, or, or is, he, is he going to explain those psukim the way the Medrash does, and the way the Gemara does, 
which aren't pshat, as the Rebbe explained in the Sicha. And again, here are the key words. In other words, the Rebbe is explaining that Rashi has to tell us that he's unsure of what Rabbi Yishol will say in other places because that's going to dictate whether there's a chaver or not. Will he say something which will make our pirush stand less isolated? It will have friends? Or will it be totally isolated? And I imagine that the reason that that itself is negeya is because when you're in the world of pshat, when you're saying pshut shal mikra, pshut shal mikra has to resonate. It has to resonate as true on the simplest um, level of meaning. So the more chaver you have, the more pashtasdik it will be. The less chaver you have, the less reason you have to accept it as a chaver. I'm speaking about pen out, I don't remember, but I believe is that Rashi and Parsha's tavoy, v'ashem he mircha hayoyim. V'ashem he marta, v'ashem he mircha. So Rashi explains, um, that it's very unusual words. Let me see if I can actually pull it up right now. Sitting next to Chumash. So I believe Rashi says, Le'motzasi aid. I don't find anywhere um, a, similar, a similar expression. Yeah. That's the Lashon of, the, of Rashi. There's no other word in Torah that will prove on the Pshat of this word. V'li nira, Lashon hafrasha, v'andala, etc. So I'm just pointing that out, that Rashi uses this concept of Eid Mechiach, that when you have an explanation in Pshat, you do want to have friends. You do want to have a similar Pshatim in other places to boost the Pshat that you're trying to give. So that's the, that, that's the Nafkimina, that what Rav Mishra will say in other places will tell us whether there's a Chavir to this Pshat or not. And that's why it's important for Rashi to bring that out. But Akopanim, that's that's how, that, that's how the Rebbe explains Rashi. And then he goes on to Take explain why um, Rashi believes that these Pirushim of Chazal are not Al-Derechabshat. Ubahakdama. The Rebbe dispels a Hanacha that you can have when approaching this Rashi. The Olam of Farshim, at least the ones that Rebbe points to in R22, understood that when Rashi is bringing out La Enem He's trying to tell us that we're supposed to interpret the word law as loy. In other words, as the Rebbe says in the beginning of Gimel, their nomen funstat is nit noivach. By Yikra, law noivach is meant to be interpreted as he didn't call it noivach. The name was not noivach. The Rebbe says that that's hitach of pshat. The Torah is trying to communicate to us by Yikra, law noivach. That, uh, that Neivach called it something. Called it means he, he, there was an act of actually calling it. So what's Rashi telling us? So the Rebbe is medayik in the words, Both the word midrashay and the word kimoy are stressed over there. It's not that it means literally loy. It tells you that it's supposed to be expounded midrashay like. So it's two steps away from loy. It's Kimoyloy, and that itself is a Midrashay. Interestingly, there's a, there's a page that we have of Minus. The Manichan asked some Shailas on this Rashi, Beshaitoy. We'll get to them, some of them later, Bezrus Hashem. And uh, in the beginning, when they were kind of re-quoting the Rebbe's beer, so they, they wrote down this Diuk. The Rashi means not literally Loy, but they only copied down the words Kimoyloy, and they underlined the word Kimoy. And the Rebbe added in, Shemashma Midrashay, and underlined the word Midrashay, which I believe is where this Hadgasha in the, in the, in the middle of Sad Gimel comes from, from Naksav Yad. Midrashay Kimoy Loy. 
both hadgashas. First of all, it's kemoi, and that itself is midrasha. So Rashi is trying to tell us not that it's meant to be read as loy noivach. No, elamai, the vayikra lo noivach, the inyan chiyuvi, the calling that was done was itself done in a oifin rafe. He gave the name. It was in a weak way, and it didn't have any kiyum. With that, the Rebbe explains why Rashi can't accept the drasha of Rus and the drasha of Zechariah. So the drasha of Rus, it's pretty straightforward. You have Rus telling Bayaz, I'm not even as important as one of your maidservants. So when that comes, Bayaz tells her, you know, come over here. And the Medrash interprets that Bayaz was actually responding to her claim. But you're saying you're not like the Shvachis. says, Chas Vashalim, Ein at min you're not like one of the maidservants, you're one of the emos, you're, you're one of the mothers. In other words, Boyaz was totally rejecting out of hand everything that she said. She compares herself to Shivcha, and even less than that, by loy Boyaz. And obviously, the, the mother is not coming to say that Boyaz told her something in a weak way. He was being Shelo completely, Shlilo Legamri, he was Mamish saying loy. That's an interpretation that Pshat can't accept. Because in Pshat, it says, that he said something. Not that he said no. Not that he was completely shaylo. So that's, when it comes to the Pasuk in Rus, very easy. When it comes to Zechariah, there's more of a, of a Shat Levitaria. And I want to just be Matziah, the Indian, for, uh, so, so there's, more, there's more clarity. The Pasuk in Zechariah in Perek Hay records a conversation that Zechariah Novi had with the Malach Hadoiverbi, the Malach who used to speak with him. The Malach shows him a vision of an Eifa Hayoitzes. There was a utensil that held the measurement of an Eifa and it was going out. And the Malach shows him an Isha Achas, a woman who was sitting inside the Eifa. The Malach tells him, Zeus Harisha, this is wickedness. This is the Midah of wickedness that we're shutting inside this Eifa. He threw her inside and he threw a lead stone on top of her. And then Zechariah says, I lifted up my eyes and I see, two women are going out, wind under their wings, they had wings like a stork, and they're carrying this eifa, this measurement between heaven and earth. So Zechariah tells the Malach, where are they taking this measurement? So the Malach tells Zechariah, they're taking it to build for it a house in the land of Shinar, in Babel. So Pashas Aksuvim, the two women are taking the Eifa to build for the Eifa a house in Babel. That's the Pashas Pshat in the Pesuk. Okay. We come to the Gemara in Kedushan Nachmem Tesamud Beis. Over there, there's a whole list in a Braisa of things that Asara Kabin, there were 10 measurements of these things that came down to the world and nine of them were taken by a certain place or a certain group of people and the one was left for the rest of the world. One of them is Gasus, haughtiness. Gemara says, Asara Kabin Gasos Ten measurements of hardiness came down to the world. Tisha Notla Elam. Elam, which is a certain region, took nine of them. And the one was left for the rest of the world. 
So the Gemara says, Did hardiness not come down to Bavel? Why are you saying Elam? Didn't it come down to Bavel? How do we know it came down to Bavel? Well, look, it says in the Pasuk in Zechariah that there were two women carrying the Eifa. Who were these two women? Says Rabbi Yechanan, Zuchanufa, Flattery and haughtiness that came down to Bavel. The two women were a metaphor for two negative Midas that came down specifically to Bavel. They were going Le'eretz Shinar, as the Pasuk says. So the Gemara says, it's true. They came to Bavel. And Gasos Haruach ended up slipping down or slithering away into Elam. And the Gemara brings a raya, Deikonami. I have a proof. Because it says, Livnois la vayis. Because the Pasuk says to build for it a house. The Gemara doesn't say what the proof is. Rashi brings two Pirushim. We'll get to it in a second. Be'ikah what's nagerah to the Sikha is Teisvis' Pirush. Teisvis says the Gemara is learning from the fact that law is Enei Mapike. The fact that law doesn't have a Mapik. Everywhere in Tanakh, the word law has a dot. Here there's no dot. So you have to read it as if it says Loi with an Aleph. So the Gemara is teaching that when it came to the Yerida of Gasus Haruach into Bavel, it was an Oifen of Loi. It wasn't in a Kviyastik way. By the way, the Rebbe doesn't touch in the Sicha, but L'chari, you have to say Pashat Pshat in Teisvis, is that Livnes Labayis, you have to read with a double meaning. Legabe Chanufa, which ended up staying in Bavel, it was Taka Livnes Labayis. But for Gazasaruach, it was Loi with an Aleph. So I'll call upon him, we see here, Adrasha, on the fact that there's no Mapike, which Rebbe Meshah Darshan could adopt for that Pasuk. What's Rashi saying? Utmahani, I'm wondering what's he going to say. There's a Klara Gemara. There's also a Klara Medrash, which the Rebbe mentions in the beginning of the Sikha and brings up more detail in Sif hey. The Medrash on Rus doesn't go into the whole Chanufa Gasos Haruach story. It's just, just darshaning all the lack of Mapik Hayes in Tanakh. And it says, Livnois law vayis. What do we darshan from this law? This teaches us that there's no salvation or no permanence for lies. And the Mepharshim explained that the Medrash is learning on the Pasuk Zeis Harisha. That the, there was the woman sitting inside the Eifa. She was the Midah of wickedness, of Sheker. And the two women were taking the Eifa to build for it a house. So this Binyan Habayis was uh, in an Eifa that there's no Teshua. Yeah, it had a house in Bavel, but it wasn't going to last. So here you have another Drasha. Again, on the lack of Mapike, which Rashi could be Mikabal. And the Rebbe deals with both in, in, in the Sicha. Just when you get to the Gemara, before we get to the point that the Rebbe makes, the Rebbe also brings up Rashi's Pirush. Rashi's Pirush in the Gemara is that the Gemara was not being medayak from the lack of Mapike. The Drasha had nothing to do with the fact that law is missing a dot. It simply had to do with the word law. You're talking about two women, Chanufa and Gasosaruach. And then when it comes to Eretz Shinar, it's only Livnois law bias for it, for, for her, for one of them. Hastes that when it came time to build the house, only one of them got a house. They both came to Bavel. But Legabe Kvius, only Chanufa ended up being Bekvius. Gasos Aruach didn't end up being Bekvius. So according to that, obviously that, that Gemara has no bearings in our discussion. There's no raya from that Gemara that we have a drasha on the law, because we don't. The, the drasha comes from, comes from law and not lohen. Nevertheless, says the Rebbe in the beginning of the Sikha, that's not a reason to reject Rab Moshe Hadarshan out of hand. Yeah, you learned the Gemara one way, but he learned the Gemara differently. He could adopt Teisvis' Pirush. 
So what does the Rebbe say later in the Sikha? In Sif Dalit. Based on the Mahalach of Rashi al Mikra. That law without a Mapike doesn't mean loy. It means that there's an Inyan Chiyuvi. There's an active Inyan. Elamai. It's not strong. It's an Oifen Rafa. So based on that, Al-Derech Zed, the Rebbe says, we can understand why Rashi can't accept this drasha of Livnis Labayas. And first, the Rebbe deals with the Gemara. What does the Rebbe say in the Gemara? Emes Taken, that Gasos Haruach existed in Bavel, in an Oifen of weak, without a Kiyom. But even if that fact is true, it doesn't lend itself to be interpreted in the Pasuk. Because the Pasuk, Soif Soif, says, Livnis Labayas to actually build for her a house. Who was the house actually built for? As Rashi himself says in the Gemara, only Hanufa. It says, La, Lashen Yachit. So, that means that the Pasuk itself is talking about A, Hanufa, B, in a that it actually got itself a house. You want to touch into that very same Pasuk that it should also be referring to a second Midah. Even though it's Lashon Yachid, you want it to also be referring to Gasa Saruach. And B, you want that to be referring to a type of Kvios that was not Kavua, that was Rafa. The Pasuk itself is talking about Chanufa. In Oifen Kavua, and you want to interpret this Pasuk also a separate Midah that's not Kavua. Does Kemenish Mechabalzai? Doesn't fit according to Rashi's Pshutesh Mikra. By the way, in R33, the Rebbe brings up Rashi's second Pirush in the Gemara in Kiddushin. Where Rashi says a whole different diok, not from the word law, from the word livnais. That it says they went to build, but they didn't actually build. So on that pirush, the Rebbe says even better. That means that according to that pirush, it was a complete shlila. The law would be interpreted as loy. The house never got built. And such a pirush, as we said before, Rashi can't say because you don't say law means loy. Love means something actually happened. It means that it happened in an oifen of love, an oifen that's not kavua. So with that, the Gemara is dealt with. But what do we do with the Medrash? The Medrash L'chayra actually matches Rashi's derech. The Medrash is saying that Sheker had a mitzias. It made it to Shinar. They took the eifa and they built it a house. Elamai ing l'sheker to Shua doesn't have a kiyom, doesn't have a permanence, doesn't have a lasting effect. So Rashi could have been makabal that pirush. It fits. And here the Rebbe adds in Sifhei something very interesting. And I think it's shtikot tzarech why the Rebbe adds it. The Rebbe says, given Rashi of Shas. By the way, if Rashi would be makabal this pirush of the Medrash, it would also fit with pirush Rashi and Shas. Rashi and Shas explains that Livnei's law bias is referring to Hanufa. How could Livnes Labayas be both referring to Sheker and referring to Hanufa? Because Hanufa is Sheker. It's the same thing. Part of flattery is that you show yourself to be a chassid when you're not. In other words, you're lying. Now, it's not clear why, why the Rebbe is trying to make this Hasoma. Nesav on the fact that when you look into the Gemara, you'll see that the Gemara understands the whole conversation as something else completely. That the, that the, the, the Livnis Labayas was talking about the two women. They're building houses for the two women. And in Medrash, it's talking about the actual Eifa that a house is being built for. In other words, it's a whole different 
um, ball game. One is referring to the Shtayim Nashim, one is referring to the Isha. So what's the point of, uh, of being Masim, the two Pirushim? But anyway, the Rebbe says you would gain something that it would also be Masim because the Medrash is talking about Shekhar and Ash talking about, and the Pazak is talking about Hanuf also, Nashi and Shas. So why, do, why doesn't Rashi be Mechabal this beer? So here, there's two paragraphs, two short paragraphs, end of Sifheg. The Rebbe says like this. I'll just quote, quote what the Sifheg says, and then I'll get into it a little bit. According to this beer, the premise that we're starting with is that Livnei's love bias is the Pasuk trying to give us a message to a certain mitzvah that's weak, chanufa, and sheker she'enle teshua. Now, chanufa, we know in the Gemara actually had a kvius, and yet the pasuk wants to tell me that even that chanufa didn't have a tshua. So why is the pasuk only making that hadgasha ben get to chanufa? Gasos haruach, as we see in the Gemara, had even less of a kiyum. It didn't even make it kavua and bavel. It totally went to elam. So why are we only being madgish b'neget to chanufa that it doesn't have a kiyum? We should also be, and for Kert, we should erst be madgish that when it comes to gasa soruach, which also went to bavel in oifin of rafa. In other words, the Rebbe doesn't say it clearly in the pnim here, but if you look in the Bilti Muga, the way the Rebbe phrased it there was, the pasuk shouldn't say la. The pasuk should actually say lahen, because both midas ended up getting weak. Fundem says the Rebbe was their pasuk zogt la lashin yachid that we're only speaking about one thing we're only speaking about chanufa so clearly we're not trying to communicate the nekuda of einle teshua and rather we are trying to communicate the yirida of chanufa that it was an aifen kavua in bavel unlike the gasos ruach which was only shtabuvi lehasam now the, the, the questions varfsech and the egin over here the Rebbe is mamish mixing shas and medrash what do you mean why are we only being madgish when we get to Chanufa and not when we get to Gasos Ruach? We're talking in the Medrash Rus. The Medrash Rus only mentions one midah of Sheker. This whole Chanufa Gasos Ruach story, that's only in the Gemara. Perhaps the Medrash doesn't even hold of that story. So yeah, we're trying to teach you that Sheker in Lechua, finished. Why can't Rashi be Mechabal that, uh, that Drash? And even Naniyach, what the Rebbe is saying, let's say that, that, that both stories mix. So you're wondering why the Pasuk only says La and not Lohen? The whole way that we know that something here is Rafa is because of the word La without a Mapi If you add the word Lohen, once you make it into Lush and Rabim and you're being Madgish about more Midas than one, you don't have that word that communicates the weakness in the first place. I think this is just a, an acquittal of the I'm actually not sure what, what the gang over here is. By the way, just as a complete side, there's, as I mentioned earlier, there's a, a page of minus that the Manichim got when they asked a couple of Shilas on, uh, on the beer. And on this part, where, um, where the Rebbe said that instead of writing law, they should write lahen, because that way it would include gasos. So they asked even better question. They said, why would we write lahen? If you write law, livnes law bias, that means that you're saying that there was a kvius, there was some kind of a kvius. Alabai was a weak kvius. Gasus never had a kvius to begin with. 
It never made it anywhere. So the Rebbe said that, if I'm learning the Pshat in the Mayana correctly, that it seems like your question was based on the Lashon of Rashi and Kedushan. I think what that means is Rashi and Kedushan uses the word Kviyas. In other words, that I was saying you're misled by the word Kviyas. The point that Rashi and the Gemara is making is that Chanufa was always in Bavl, it was Kavua, while Gasus was Nishtarbev. So relative, relative to Chanufa, it didn't have a Kviyas. But, but the word kvius itself isn't a descriptive term that one was kavua and one wasn't. Both were in kavua. So if both were in kavua, elamai, one was kavua less than the other. Hence the Rebbe's question that you should say, you should mention both in the Pasuk. But again, as I said, I think what needs to be a little bit more explained over here is what's even the premise of that question? And how would lahen actually communicate the weakness of both? That's what the Rebbe leaves on. That the fact that it says only Lashon Yochid, there's a raya that it's only speaking about Hanufa, not about the Indian of Ein Leitshua. And therefore, Rashi couldn't be Mikavel that beer. And based on that, the Rebbe goes into Sifav and explains why in Parshas Matis, he brings the Pasuk from Rus before the Pasuk in Zechariah. Because the Pasuk in Rus is, um, the question is complete. In other words, you can't learn, Lashon of the Rebbe over here is, um, According to the drash in, in, in Rus, the drash itself is hepech hapshat. The drash is masim to pshat. Elamai, you can't learn that pshat in the pasuk because of the shini akosov from Loshan Davim to Loshan Yachit. And then you have the whole piece of Yenish Altair, etc. In Ara 37, the Rebbe brings up another point that differentiates the union of our Pasuk in Parshas Matis to the Pasuk in Livnis Labayis. In, in the Bilti Mugat, this was actually part of the beer. It was, it was another reason why Rashi is not in the Kabbalah Medrash. Here it kind of becomes like a note. Lahoyer is a chiluk. That the, the bitul or the, the lack of kiyum in the case of Parshas Matis was that the ear, the city stayed kayum, it's lost its name. Masha'enkin, the bias Lasheker that Bavel had went hand in hand with the existence of Bavel. So long as there was Bavel, there was a bias. So therefore, the Chayda, it's not so massive to say that it was B'chal Metzius Rafa, because it was never weak. It was either existing or non-existing. As long as Bavel was there, there was Sheker. Bavel left, there was no, there was no Sheker. But now that Sheker in and of itself lost its kvius. That's, that's another reason, I guess, for, um, for why Rashi can't be Mechabal the Medrash. In Ara 38, after saying um, in, in, in the question that you should say also about Gasa Saruach, that it was gated in Oif and Rafa Ishtarbuvi Lahasam, so the Rebbe brings, and this is in the Xaviad, you can see it in the minus, that Zecher Verem is Lazet. If you want a certain mention, or it's not a clear raya, but it's a hint to the fact that a Dover Hamishtarbev is described in the Lashon of Rafa, Yavr Nabin Khanan in Psach Shabbos, that he says, Minal Rafui. A weak foot, a weak shoe, mishtarbev minaregel slips off the foot. Now, it seems like the Rebbe is just trying to connect Rafa and Ishtarbev. So the obvious question is why does the Rebbe wait to Sif Hey to bring up this 38, Lachera and Sif Dalid? The first time the Rebbe mentions this Nakuda of uh, Rafa and Ishtarbuvi coming together, he should bring up the Zecher Beremes. So possibly, I'm just going to suggest something. 
In Seif Dalid, the Rebbe is talking about Gasus in Bavel. The way Gasus was in Bavel, and that it had no Kiyum. How do we know it had no Kiyum? Or in Vasat Bashtanim, the fact that it had no Kiyum, in that it was Nishtarbev. But not necessarily did that weaken the Gasus while Gasus was in Bavel. While Gasus was in Bavel, it was there with the Gansh Tarkat. Elamaya later on, or, or the, the lack of Kiyum was that later on it slipped out of out of Bavel and went to Elam. I think here in Sifhei, the stress is on the fact that also Gasus got a house in Bavel, but in a weak way. In other words, it was, it was there in a Eifen of Rafa. Not that it was there in a Shtarka Eifen and the Rafa was that later on it left. Even when it was there, it was there in a Eifen Rafa. And that's what you see in Abin Nechanal, that a Minol Rafui is Mishtarbev. In other words, the, 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 the slipping down comes because the Minol itself is weak. Not that a minnow could be strong and later on could slip off your foot. A minnow, when it's weak, it's mishtarbe. So that's why the Rebbe brings only 38, only in Sifei, not, and, not, and not earlier in Sif, um, in Sif Dalit. Okay, I want to close this year with a couple of nekudas, not directly relevant to any part of the Sikha specifically, but just a couple of short inyanim. In Ara 1, the Rebbe points to the fact that there's another chiddush, besides for law not being menukad, there's uh, not, not being mapike, there's another chiddush in the word law that it's betrei tami. It has a very unique trap, amercha kfula. And the Rebbe is metzayin to the zayar, of kuf betes, and pardis. The zayar over there is talking about uh, parshas toldis, vayove lo yayin vayesht. Da'akavavinu brah yitzchak, wine, together with the delicious foods that he prepared for him before he gave him brachas. And the Zayar says that Yaakov was moizig the yayin. Yaakov arme mayo bahu yayin. He poured water into the wine, which is a remez to hamtakas ha-gvudas b'chsadim, sweetening the gvudas. And therefore, the, the Zayar says, that's why there's a treitame, there's a mechukfula on that word, because it's meramez to hamtakas ha-gvudas. That's the nukudah in Zayar. And then in the Pardis, the Pardis writes that um, the treitame, the mechukfula, is kind of like a netzach v'hoid. Now, Lekutali V'Yitzchak, I believe it connects the two. He says that the Mechak Fula is in Ava, is in Chachma and Bina. Gansa Maisa connects the three Mechak Fulas on this Pasuk Law, and the Pasuk Loi, and Pasha's told us, and the Pasuk Loi, Asher Loi Tziva Isam, with an Aleph, and Pasha's Shmini. And he connects all three of them. The Rebbe spoke about Davka this Ha'arah from the Blavik a couple of times on Shabbos, Pasha's Matas Masay, Tashlam Zayin, Lamites, Mem Gimel, Mem Vav, a whole bunch of Biram. It's all printed now together in Teres Menachem, Tferes Levi Yitzchak. They put it all together very Gishmak. Had Rebbe explains that Mircha Kfula basically is a reference to Arichos Agolos. Mircha is Ma'arich, it's like a, a long. Kfula is double long in Golos. And it's also a remez to the preparation for Geula, which is also in Kiflayim. Oisius Kfula is a remez to Geula. And, um, that's why each of the th- each of the three merchakfulas are a remez to hamtakas hagvuris bechsadim, because that's ultimately the point of galus is to be mamtik the gvuris. Elamai that in 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 parshas told us it was takem memutak the gvuris were takem memutakas, but in parshas shmini and in parshas matis it, it's just the gvuris without hamtakas hachsadim yet. It, it was the beginning. They they they, they conquered the everdayardein, but it didn't last the whole thing. So. Um, that it comes over there to a whole bunch of things. A beer and aveda. It's a very gishmak asicha. Ayin shalom ten lechacham biyach kamayit. There's another interesting point in Ara six. 
right in the beginning of the Sikha. The Rebbe asks the man of Shach, yeah, why, why are you bringing your Beisha Darshan and then writing Tumahani? If it's Iskalten, so then good. If not, then not. And, and Rashi could have written, like he writes in many, many places, that Loyadaiti, uh, that, that in Pshat, they don't know the Pshat, even though in Medrash Chazal there are many, many Biyurim, because the Biyurim are not Adarech Pshat, so Rashi is not going to bring them. So the Rebbe in R6 says, Lahoyer Mikama Mikoimis, Shemevi Rashi Midrashis Chazal, the Koisev Umaksha Aleyan, Sheinan Lefi, Pshutishal Mikra. So this is unique. Rashi is not writing Leodaiti. Rashi writes, he brings the Medrash, and then he rejects it. He brings the Medrash and he says that they're not Eskalten according to Pshat. So the two examples that the Rebbe brings is from Pashas Vayishlach and Pashas Vayira. Pashas Vayishlach, that's the Pasuk, Vayikra Le Kedalike Yisrael. The Yaakov built him his Bayach and he called it with the name Kedalike Yisrael. And Rashi brings from two Pridushim. That one is that Yaakov called him Mizbeach, Kedalike Yisrael. And the other one is from Rabbi Seinu Darsha that the Eberster called Yaakov, Kedalike Yisrael. And uh, on that, Rashi says that that's Divetele Kepate Shepait Sitzela, Mizchalak Lekama Taimim. Basically, that it's not Eskahalten. It's a Drash, but it's not, nothing to do with Pshat. And on Derech Zen, Pashtas Vaira, Rashi explains the whole conversation between Hashem and Moshe in one way. And then he says that Rabbi Seinu Darshu Leinyan Shalmaila. That it was a response to Adama Hari Eisa, Chaval the Avdim Adama Shtakhin, and Rashi ends off similar words. Divrei Torah, Halei Koydvari Koesh, Kapatish Kapatish Yifetz Tzela, Mischalik Lekamani Tzaitzis. A little bit of a different word, but the point is that Vehadrasha Tidarish. Let the Drasha be Darshan, but it's not Pshat. Pshat is the other way. So. I think it's very fascinating. This sicha was Muga and Tavshin Lamed Tess. Two years later, Tavshin Mem Aleph, Shabbos Parshas Vaida, and it continued into Chameshas Bishvat, the Rebbe actually spoke on both of those Rashis together. It was Muga two years after that, in Mem Gimel, in Chilik Chaf Aleph. And um, there, the Rebbe learns actually not that way. The Rashis bringing the Medrash are not rejecting them if they don't fit with Pshat. Otherwise, why would he bring them? He brings them because they fit into Pshat. But they fit into pshat and oifin of medrash. In other words, that pshat is machriach that the hadrasha tidarish. Pshat demands that you darshan it in that way. It's a whole long sikh in Chilchaval, very, very gishmak. But I, I find it fascinating that in this sikh, the two examples that the Rebbe picks, the Ein Kan two years later, the Rebbe dealt with those exact examples and explained why they actually don't fit into that cloud. Um, another point, interesting just to bring up is that in the parentheses, in question Gimel, when the Rebbe brings the question of the Ramban, that how could Rashi miss the Medrash in Rus? So the Rebbe brings very short, Sadechik Tzuzagim, as Rashi at the Medrash Rus nit gezen. The Rashi didn't see the Medrash. First of all, because the Ramban's Lashen, right? Baharei, Harav, Rashi knows all the Medrashim, Vishta Mitzay. And in order 11, the Rebbe brings a Vaitadekahichacha that the Pirush on Vayemer Lo Boyaz is brought B'Shem V'yesh Noisnen and the Rosh writes that that's the very same Rabbi Meisha Adarshan. So if Rashi saw Rabbi Meisha Adarshan on this Pasuk, surely he saw the, the, same, the same person on the, on the other Pasuk. In the Bilti Mugger, the Rebbe made a much bigger deal about this, this Midrash Rus. Um, the Rebbe said that it, it would be a Deichek. Maybe, maybe you could say that uh, just like the Rishayim had Midrashim and Yerushalmis that we don't have, we have Midrashim and Yerushalmis that they didn't have, so maybe Rashi didn't see the Midrash Rus. So, the Rebbe says, no. Since the Ramban 
is the one who asks this question on Rashi, and the Ramban lived 100 or 200 years after Rashi. So if the Medrash wasn't around in Rashi's days, Ramban would have known that. Not like us living 900 years later trying to figure, figure it out, you know, what was there and what was not. Ramban knew what was around in Rashi's days. So uh, if it's true that Rashi didn't see it, Ramban wouldn't have asked the question. And Nachmer, the Rebbe says, Rashi on Megillah's Rus brings things from the Medrash. So obviously he saw the Medrash Rus. And then, like, like the Rebbe does in the Sikha, that without, even without the Medrash Rus, you also have the Gemara, etc. I also found it very, very interesting that there's a whole long arichas in the Shulia Gilean to Art of 14 about the name of a Sefer. I think it's very rare in the Rebbe's Torah, the Rebbe's pilpuling zich. What's the name of the Sefer from Rebbe Shari Berlin? Is it Mini Targuma or Mini Targima? So the Rebbe brings uh, from, from the two lists, Svarim lists. Eitzra Svarim, it says Targima. And Beis Eket Svarim, it says Targuma. And then it says, Eirani Chacham Echad, that the Mechaber himself of the Mini Targuma actually calls his Sefer Mini Targima. And also in his Pirush and Brachas. And uh, apparently, apparently on, the, on the Matseva, it also says Mini Targima. But the Rebbe says in the Hakdama to this Sefer, to the Sefer of Mini Targuma, and in the Haskamas, and in the Shara Sefer, it's all called Mini Targuma. So the Rebbe kind of leaves it off at the end, but then you have a very interesting line at the end. How much the Zetzer was, was, was Medayik. The Rebbe dealt with these Zetzers so many times in Rashi Sikhas. The Bachar HaZetzer, the Bachar HaZetzer. So here the Rebbe saying, how much they were Medayik, and if you could even rely, you know, on, uh, on one from the other. The Akopanim, with this we'll close. A couple of Nekudas Lamachshava. And uh, this should be a to us to the further learning of uh, the Rebbe's Torah with a greater Kach.